thing new, but just want to keep on bragging yeah, on him right. like, like right. we should do. Amen. So I hope I can be a blessing to Praise you tonight. So. so in uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 46, and if y'all want to stand, that, that would be good. I know y'all know the story of Nicodemus. Most of us do. How he was born blind. He, was, he lived in darkness his whole life. Now, it ain't, it ain't the kind of darkness Jesus was talking about when he said love darkness rather than light, although he... He lived the whole life in darkness because he was born blind. That's the way, you know, he didn't have any choice to be born like that. And he spent his whole life in darkness. So listen to what the Bible says here. Verse 46, it says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out, to, uh, out of Jericho with, with his disciples and a great number of people, said, Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, yeah. he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to, to be called, and they Call the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, and he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight, and follow Jesus in the way. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to stand tonight, dear God. We just want to be able to be a light and witness for you, God, to be able to be a help to somebody. Lord, we just, we just desire, oh, Father, Lord, to, to be used of you in our life, dear God. We pray that we can be a blessing tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So here, he said he's sitting by the highway. So going into Jericho, uh, I guess... Uh, I guess this probably was the, the main road to going in and out where all the, I guess all the most of the people were at this time. He, maybe he went down to the marketplace at times too because he said he was a beggar. So, you know, when he's blind, I mean, there's only one way he's going to get to do anything. He can't hold down a job. He can't do certain things. It, only one way he's going to get to eat is if somebody gave him something to eat. He didn't have any way of getting around. Right. It, it ain't like things kind of are now. Uh, when you're, I mean, it's bad enough. And nowadays, being blind, but they got a lot of different things now. That, but back in them days, you just had, you know, you, you just had marketplaces and dirt roads and things like that. And probably had to make his way down to the river at times, maybe to bath or somewhere or another, unless somebody come along and helped him and bath him, because he was, he was helpless and hopeless. He had nothing, there was nothing he, that he could do about it. He lived this life of darkness, his whole entire life. So he, in that. I just have to think, anybody who'd be blind, I, I remember one time me and Chris uh, and a friend of ours, it's been probably 30 years ago, we went back in a cave, I can't remember where the cave was, maybe on High Knob. And we was about two miles back in there, I believe. You remember that, Chris? And we got back in there, and it was so dark, we had three lights, us three guys had lights, and we turned them off, and we was about two miles, and you literally could not see anything. I'd never been in nothing so dark. I couldn't imagine living just in darkness like that. Just, just being surrounded. You, you, you could hear every little noise that was made because your concentration went to, to your ears. So I can imagine the stories 
That blind Bartimaeus heard, Brother Greg, going up and down the highway and maybe in the marketplace, wherever he was trying to find something to eat. Maybe he heard off in the distance somewhere because I'm sure he paid attention to everything he could hear. The stories about this man named Jesus where, where uh, miracles were happening, blind people were able to see and deaf people could hear and all these glorious things were happening. And, and maybe he heard about Jesus passing through Jericho and he made his way to the highway somehow to sit down and wait and he began to cry when he heard he's passing by. Son of David, have mercy on me. That reminds me when I was a sinner, I did the same thing. Lord, have mercy. Have, have mercy on me, Lord. I need help. I, can, I, I need somebody to do something for me. My mom and dad can't do. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, Lord. I need you. That's right. But, uh, but they, they, they began to, and this is kind of the way the world is, and I'm not saying that was the case here because I'd say, you know, they, was, I, I, they wanted to kind of keep it private, I guess, at times with Jesus because, you know, they was looking to stone him and find him and, you know, and arrest him and all these things. So they kind of kept it quiet wherever he went when he's on his journeys. And I guess that was mainly the main reason they wanted him to be quiet. But that's kind of the way the world is with us. They, just, they don't want us to holler on the Lord. No, that's right. The devil don't want you to say a word. He wants you to keep your mouth shut. True, but true. we need to cry more louder than we ever that's did right. when, it comes to, when it comes to calling on Jesus. Amen. And I experienced something this week I ain't never experienced before, Brother Terry. I, I experienced something this week I never experienced before on the job. I've witnessed the people. I've been telling, when I announced my call to preach, I went home. My wife wasn't here at my own home. I said, honey, I'm sorry. She said, oh, you've been telling people about Jesus for years. You're going to do it in the pulpit now. And I said, I said, well, that makes me feel better because I was kind of nervous about this thing. And she said, no. But I have. But I have we've traveled gospel music. And I, on the job, I love witnessing. And I love trying to spread anywhere I'm at. I want to be a light to the Lord. I've witnessed to some rough people on the job before. I mean, the door opens the door. I I don't go up preaching and go, you know, and have a big sign, hey, everybody needs to get saved. That type of thing. I mean, I just, but I, but I wanted that opportunity. If it presents itself, I'm going to tell somebody the good news of the gospel. Amen. And this week, a guy came up to me and he said, Mark, do you know my papa? I said, he was a preacher. Maybe you know him. And he told me his name. I said, no. And he said, well, he's passed now. But I didn't know. I know you said you've traveled a lot. And things. I thought maybe you know him. He was a preacher. And I said, oh, and I said, no. I said, well, that's great. My papa was a preacher. I said, did you grow up in church? Now we're walking. We're walking to get some tools and things. He come to, he come to my shop and he needs and we're walking. And I said, and I said, uh, do you, uh, so did you grow up in church? And, and he literally went like this. He took I never seen nobody. He used to hear the piano in front of me. And I was having a conversation with him. He just he said, No, that life ain't for me. Don't like it, don't want it, don't need nothing to do with that. But I thought he was Papa. He's Papa raised him. I thought maybe he had a life. Maybe he's raised in church. I just want to have a conversation with him. He's a new hire. He ain't been there too long. A real nice young man. And a uh, great worker. Been doing great for us. And, uh, and, he, he, was, and he was gone. And he just, he just bam, bam. And, was, and he, he went on ahead to get the tools. And I walked up where we keep the tools. I said, I said, well, I said, uh, I didn't know you. And I was going to talk. He said, no. Ain't for me, man. Don't want nothing to do with none of that. And I said, well, can I, can I sit this on the conversation? Let me, let me share something with you. I'll tell you something that you might not have heard before. And I said, you know, things used to be really, really like this. And I went into how things were under the law in Israel. I said, but boy, ain't it good when Apostle Paul, he got something revealed to him that no man ever did. Yeah. It was the, that we could all be saved through the blood of Jesus Christ and have an eternal life in heaven. Now, I don't, I don't and he just cut me off, and we go. So we're in there, and I'm like, okay, Lord, what just happened there? Because 
I ain't never had nobody run for me before, Terry. Never had nobody run for me. He literally did. He went ahead and went to the job, and he got there for did. He was down. And I said, I said, hey, uh, I just wanted to talk to you. I said, since I had a chance. And I began to talk to him. And he, he cut me off. He said, Mark, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. He said, I don't believe in none of this. I believe this, and I believe we came from monkeys. I believe we animals, this and that. He started going all the evolution and all this stuff. I said, well, you don't believe in God or Jesus? You don't believe they existed? And I was talking to him real soft and humble because I thought, okay, this is going to be a little touchy. And I wouldn't walked in on something I maybe didn't shouldn't have, I guess. But And he said, no, I don't believe in none of it. And I'll tell you why. And he went in. He said, because I'm gay. And his wife works there. He said, because I'm gay, Mark, and I know what Leviticus said, or whatever it was he quoted. He said, man, be with man. He said, and you all get it wrong. And he said, and I'm tired of preachers hating me. He said, every time I hear a preacher, they hate their ground. I walk on it. I mean, he gave me down the road. He said, preachers hate me. He said, and every time I hear one preach, all they want to talk about is hell. And they hate the ground. And they hate me. He said, you don't know what it's like to walk through a place and people are hating you. It stopped me dead in my tracks because I wasn't expecting that. I said, well, first of all, I didn't know you, that you were gay. I said, but you didn't know I was a liar, right? I'm a foul-mouthed liar. That's what I told him. I said, you ever stole anything? Makes you a thief when you steal stuff. You're a thief, you're a dirty, rotten thief. I mean, ain't nothing old Lord somebody coming in and stealing your favorite weed eater, are they? That's right. You know what I mean? Right. Ain't nothing, nothing no worse than getting a life right. told on your line on yeah. somebody and destroying their life with, with just your mouth, Brother Terry. Right. Yeah. You can destroy somebody's life. I can tell a lie on Gary and bust a whole church up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Mark. That come from Mark. I know what he's talking about. If it came from Mark, that's a reliable source and destroy Gary's life. Mm -hmm. That's his brother-in-law. You know it's true. That's how bad. That's how bad. You see what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. And I said, well, let me talk to you. He said, no. I mean, he would not let me. <laughs> and I, I mean, he told me off pieces. I was like, oh, my Lord, I got I to gotta, I gotta try to say something to this boy. So I began to talk, and I said, well, listen, let me, let me, let me talk to you. I said, and I said, hey, would you sell your eyeball for a million dollars? I said, hey, he, he, was, he left that job and walked out. He was running from me. I, follow, I was following him around like this. Hey. And I said, would you sell your eyeball for a million dollars? He said, no, I wouldn't. I said, well, I might. I might sell one of them for a million dollars. That's a lot of money. Would you? He said, no. And I said, would, would you sell both of them for a hundred million? He said, no. I said, well, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't sell both my eyes either for a hundred million dollars, but that's a lot of money. I said, because you value your life and you value your eyes, don't you? He said, yeah. And I said, I did too. I said, well, guess what? You, do you value your soul? Because I value my soul and the only hope I've got is the Lord Jesus Christ. And it don't matter if you believe in him or not. He's the only hope we got. And he started calming down a little bit. He said, well, Mark, I just think, I, I just think y'all get it wrong. I, it, you get it wrong when it talks about that. And he started telling me about scripture. And I said, you might be reading the wrong part. I got some good stuff to read to you. There's some good. And I said, been to talk to him. And I said, well, let's let me tell you this. I said, let me tell you this. I seen that I wasn't going to get nowhere. I said, but I'm going to tell you this right now. I said, if any preacher stands in the pulpit and says he hates you, I said, now, I know he hates sin. God does too. I said, if, he, if anybody hates you, then don't, don't go around them. I said, I can take you to a church right now. They'll love you. Mm -hmm. I said, now, I'm going to tell you right now, I love you. Mm -hmm. And I said, Jesus Christ loves you too. Don't, don't never let nobody tell you no different. Well, about two days went by, and I, I couldn't. I'm hit wall me, buddy. So, <laughs> let me read to you. 
what I read to him. We're fixing to go home Friday evening. Sitting in his break shack by himself. Y'all just bear with me. I'm just having I'm having a good time tonight. I feel good in the Lord tonight. If you don't feel good, this right here will make you, okay? And we're going to get back to blind Bartimaeus right here in just a second. I walked in and I said, I'm going to talk, I'm going I'm to read you something. He said, okay. And I said, that's all I want to do. And he said, okay. And I said, Ephesians chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead and trespasses of sin were in times past. You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and powers of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and, and, and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath. I said, uh, even as others, I said, you live in sin because you're a sinner. I said, you're not going to hell because of some sin you committed. You're going to hell because the only hope you got is Jesus Christ and That's you reject right. it. Amen. I said, don't matter if you're a homosexual. I don't care who you are. I said, God hates my filthy mouth that I had, my lie. He hates, he hates homosexuality, murder. He hates theft. He hates every bit of it. But I said, but he, there ain't nobody that he ain't loved. That's he loves right. everybody. Right. And I said, because look what Apostle Paul said. He said, but God, he said, who is rich. He's rich. Yeah. In mercy, he yeah. said, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins and quickened us together with Christ by grace, ye are saved. And I began to read that and I shared a little bit of good news. I said, don't let, never let nobody tell you that God hates you. Don't you think, sit there and think that God hates you. I said, because he's rich in mercy. I'm going to read one more verse there because I like this one other part right here. And he says this. And it says, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding, exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. I don't care if there's a big old loud mouth hateful preacher that hates the ground you walk and I said Jesus is rich in his kindness. That's right. I said he loves you. He loves you. And I, and, and I, I got to thinking about that and, and uh and was witnessing him and thinking about this, and thinking about this message tonight. How that blind Bartimaeus heard about the good good things of God, and what did he say? Have mercy on me, he said. Amen. Heard about that mercy, and he called out on him. He said, "So here he was in this blind this blind life. He couldn't he couldn't see it. And that's the same way. Sin we get so deep in blindness." And it don't have to, and, and sin and in darkness, we can't see the good things of God. Right. We, we, we're so distracted by the things of this world. I know a girl one time, I talked to her mother-in-law, and I was witness her. She, she came up to me crying. She said, my son got saved. My husband rededicated his life, and I don't know what to do. And I said, sounds to me like God's trying to save you and your family. Mm -hmm. I said, you ever been saved? And she said, a long, long time ago, but my whole life's a mess. She said, I'm out of church. I, I said, well... Sounds to me like you get your heart right and have a Christian family. Well, I remember talking, I ran into her mother-in-law. And she's a good Christian lady, and she said, yeah, she needs to get in church. I saw her about your son, about your grandson. She said, yeah, and said, she needs to get in church. She said, but she loves her music way too much. I said, what? I said, she loves rock music. She, she, she don't want to turn loose her music. I said, you mean she's not in church because of her music? Her music! <laughs> I was thinking, well, she's hooked on drugs and she can't give it up, but her music. 
Like the ACDC, I guess, better than she did the Lord. I don't know, but, but we get distracted by these things. But it ain't always sin. It ain't always sin that keeps us from it. We, we, get, we can put more, I put more money in a paintball gun probably than I have offering plate. Come on. I mean, I, I mean, I ain't down nobody. I'm just telling you. I mean, my hobbies, man. I like my, I love my hobbies, don't I? Going to put all that money in this stuff and put more money in a TV with an offering plate. Yes. I mean, you know, think about it. I'm not trying to browbeat knock. I'm not saying that, but I mean, we get, but we get called up in things that distract us. Right. It can be fun things. I don't want nothing to distract me from no, God's word. No, I mean, I mean, I'm, I don't want nothing to distract me. I want, I want Him to have mercy on me. Right, I want Him to help me to be able to see, just yeah, like He did blind Bartimaeus. Yeah, Amen. Man. But we do. We get caught up in blindness. Amen. But let's look here. What what it says. I like this part right here. I don't know why it, why it says this, brother Terry. But look what it said. It said uh, in verse fifty, when Jesus called for him to come over there, and they, and they, they said, "Be of good cheer." I know he's like, oh, yes, I get, he, uh, yes, I get to go to it. He just said in verse 50, he said, he, and he cast away, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. God, why, did, why did that, I read that and I was like, why did that verse say he cast away his garment? I got to think about what a garment is. So I'm going to borrow Gary's sheet right here and give you all a visual of it. All right. Come on, now, I don't know what garments looked like back then. There's different types, I think. I think some of them, they had like a hole cut in them, had it tied around. I think, I think maybe they kind of wore it around the, maybe around the side, of, uh, maybe like, I don't know, maybe something like this right here. I use it for different things, I guess. You know, had it around like that, tied around, maybe longer and all that. But I, in my mind, brother, I just said, I just pictured him being blind, you know. Where's he going to sleep tonight? It's to find his way somewhere and get the warmth unless, well, I don't know if he lived beside the highway, but here he says he's beside the highway. I don't know where his home was or how old blind Bartimus was, but that big old garment he had, he's wrapped up in. It's only a comfort he had. He's wrapped up in that, Brother Terry, and he's, at night it kept him warm. Come on, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe when it rained, it kept him dry. You know, I don't know. But I could see him crawling around in that thing, laying around that thing. It's probably filthy and dirty. And now the Lord wants to yeah. see him. He, he, just, he just heard about his hope coming by. Right. He heard about the only thing that can help him was passing by and he hauled on him. And now his only hope was him to come to him. And he had that thing that, listen, I got, you know what I was wrapped up in? My mandolin. I'm, I'm comfortable here now behind the microphone with a mandolin in my hand. This is my, Lord, I just play, I'm just going to play gospel. I ain't, Lord, ain't no way I'm going to announce my call to preach. I'm going to stand behind this microphone and just sing gospel songs every now and then and just try to be a light and a witness. I can't do it, Lord. I'm more comfortable here. Uh -huh. I'm way too shy to get up and run my mouth. And I don't make sense when I talk. No way, Lord, please don't make me do this. <laughs> and I'm wrapped up in this. Yeah. But what are you wrapped up in? Yeah. What is oh. it like, Brother Greg, that yeah. we get so wrapped up yeah. in that we, that we, that's more important than the Lord? That we, are we, is it darkness? He said we love darkness rather than light. We love, we love this thing. We, we, and we're comfortable here. We can sit down in the pews and be real comfortable. And boy, what a good service we had. And I promise I'm not beating nobody down. I just serve my heart. I Come mean, on, yeah. we live in a time. This is the greatest time to be saved good, ever. Come on. 2022 is the best time to ever be yeah. saved. You know why? Because yeah. we're another day closer than the Lord Amen. coming back. Amen. Right. We're fixing to go to a place where we'll never grow up. Amen. 
He probably laid around that thing, but Lord, how mercy. And he said, come to me. And he said, just threw it off. Didn't need that thing no more. Yeah. It don't matter what, right. what it was for. He didn't need it no more. That's right. He ain't going to be laying around the side of the highways no more. That's he ain't right. going to be, he ain't gonna be uh, uh, begging for somebody to feed him no more. He probably went out and started him on his own job. Well, I'd say when Jesus started following him, I don't know That's about right. the, really what happened there later on in his life. But I'll never forget the day he saved me and I'll call Amen. on the Lord. Amen. It didn't matter. I mean, it didn't matter what my friends thought. When I said, Lord, I want you, I can't do this no longer. And I said to the Lord, and he called me, found me, come and found me. He came by where I was at and found me. I was at my worst. I mean, I was at my worst. I was, I was done. I didn't want to live in darkness anymore. I was like, Lord, I'm done. I cannot continue on in this. And I accepted the Lord. I threw off everything I had. I didn't care what it was. It didn't matter if it was hobbies or whatever else. And I dedicated my life to the Lord. As a 16-year-old boy, Gary, and I don't regret not one bit of that. Amen. I don't regret a thing I did for the Lord. In 35 years, I'll be saved this year. 35 years on May the 10th. Praise the Lord. And, and I haven't regretted a thing I've done for the Lord. Every time I've got a chance to witness on the job, stood and sang a gospel song, loved somebody, shared the good news with somebody, I've not regretted a mile of it. That's right. That's it, right. it might take a little bit of traveling. We traveled to Indiana and everywhere. It don't, it, it don't bother me a bit. Just get this go. The Lord will bless. But I wanted to share that tonight, and and uh, I don't. I really don't uh, know how to end some of these messages and things like that. I all those dudes just keep on doing what I do, share my heart, and and do what I can. But I'm hoping that was a blessing to you. And and blind Bartimus, if you hadn't have called on him, if you hadn't have called on him, or if they said, "Hey, listen, just be quiet a minute," and, and him, okay. But we, we, need, we need to call on the Lord. Well, I need him. I, gotta call, I, I aggravate him to death most of the time, I guess. Lord, I need you again today. I need him. I need him every day. I can't, you know. And, but, you know, you can't aggravate the Lord. That's what's good about it. He, he wants you to call on him. He tells us to do that, don't he? But I don't know everybody's heart here tonight. I don't know what you're going through, what you're facing. If there's something in your life that I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but but I, I, know, I know my life when I've done I mean, in a ministry, full-blown ministry, you know, traveling, singing, and still be more distracted. I'd like to stay home. I'd rather stay home and do this tonight and play some ball with these boys. I had them one time say, Mark, that's all you do is go to church. I said, I know it. I got to go. I got to gotta head up. We got to sing. I was wanting to play some ball. I said, well, I got to go. There's times I wanted to stay and play some ball with them, you know, or something. Because it's fun, right? <laughs> it's fun. Praise the Lord. I'm glad I went every mile for it. Amen. That's right. yeah, I'm glad I did. And uh, just pray for that boy at work I witnessed to. I've never seen nothing like that before. I, I, could, I could hear hell saying, Mark, shut up. Just forget this. Walk away. Mark, just be, be quiet, Mark. Just, just walk away. You ain't going to mess with no. You, you ain't going to tell a gay atheist nothing. That's what, the, that's what hell was telling me. I say, I, I'm going to tell him I love him. Yes. That's what I'm going to tell him. Right. Tell him God loves him. See, we, we, put, we put sin, we put sin, see what, what the cross, here's what's awesome about the cross. Because it does say that homosexuality, all that is abomination. So it's a lot worse than my lies that I told mommy, right? Back when I was 15, 14, I lied to mom or maybe stole something or done something. It's a lot worse, seems like, right? Well, at the cross, Apostle Paul said in Romans, there was no difference. Right. <laughs> there was no difference, he said. Right. 
That's right. No, no, is that how can I judge him when you're guilty of doing the same things? What Romans chapter 2 says, because Paul talks about homosexuality in Romans chapter 1. But the only reason he said that so he could say chapter 2, so he could present chapter 3 and tell us that the Lord Jesus Christ loves us and will save us and put us all on the same level. He took it all there. My filthy lives was hanging right up right beside of these murders, sin on, on, on the Lord Jesus Christ at Calvary. We're all the same at the foot of the cross. And I'm glad Jesus went. He took everything that was wrong, everything that was wrong with us, not just me, but everything that was wrong with us, and was put on Christ. And when I just read there in Ephesians where he was, was born unto the children of wrath, but he poured his wrath out on Jesus. You know, what, you know why Merle Manson can stand in concerts and tire pages out of the Bibles and not drop dead? When Goliath can't even come out and said, I come to defy the armies of God and died the same day with a little rock by a shepherd boy. What the difference is, is Jesus Christ took his sins to the cross. He's having mercy on him right now. He wants to save. He, he, he didn't want to send, send Israel and say, go out there and kill these guys. Well, they're out here cussing, use my name, go out there and kill them. Now he wants to save him. If Goliath stood up after the cross, he said, go tell him I love him. I'm going to kill him. We're going to take, we're going to take these Philistines out. Jesus said, no, go down and love him. That's your enemy. He's going to tell him I love him. Tell him I want to save him. That's the difference in the cross, church. That's the kind of love the Lord has. That's what we got to show this world. I mean, you know, we have to face things out here. Things you might not be comfortable around, being around, but, but you got to love people. I mean, we don't have to love their sin. We don't love their sin. I don't love my sin. I don't love theirs. It's never been okay to sin. Never has been. No. Wasn't, it wasn't okay for Adam and Eve to sin. It's, no, it's not okay for us to sin today. But he took care of that at the cross. He paid the debt. Yes. We got to give this world people and people in this world hope because that's, that's what they've done to me. I told him, I said, so you was hated, huh? Because you was in a church and they... They, they hated you. He said, yeah. And I said, well, if you're standing there playing the guitar, playing gospel music, and you was told you was going to hell for playing music. He said, what are you talking about? I said, that's the, that's the church I grew up in. <laughs> they wouldn't let you play music with the Chris. They would. I've never been told that. But they really believed that. Or some in that church really believed that, that we was doing wrong by playing the guitar, singing for the Lord. That's sad. He said, well, I didn't, know, I didn't never heard nothing like that before. I said, yeah, you ain't the only one that's been hated. So imagine, imagine walking around with a guitar saying gospel music, and they think you're... And so I'm hoping I got through to him. But anyway, the, the Lord loves us. He loves us regardless. He loves us, and he wants to save us tonight. And I'm not going to heart everybody here or if something maybe you're carrying or whatever, or if you're lost tonight. But, but uh, I appreciate your time. And, Turn back over, Brother Gary.